Collects rhinestones. He okay. He does in jeans. Oh, yeah. Tuxedo. I don't care for jeans. You don't it's want Canadian. I'm wearing them right now, but I don't care for them. I'm wearing <laughs> jeans that are like three sizes too big. That's how much I don't like jeans. I want like parachute pants. I don't like those either. Oh, what do you like? Uh, I like like pajama pajama pants. Those are good. Yeah. But like, but, like you can't wear those in public. Yeah. <laughs> every now and again, every now and again, I'll find like a pair of like uh, like Dockers or something that just happens to be like it washes just right and it ends up being very comfortable. Kind of like it's like it's like it's like a a hardy canvas quality, but it's also very like worn and comfortable. And mm -hmm. then for about two weeks, it's great. And then all of a sudden, like, split your pants or something like that. When you're running from the cops and you hop a chain link fence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eek. Er, get caught by your scrot. Mm-hmm. Shooting rats out the dump. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't worth it, was it? What is that referencing? <laughs> I think it's, my, it's one of my uncles is what it's referencing. <laughs> <laughs> your uncle has said you get caught by the scrot. <laughs> oh, what do so? And there's another funny element to the to the emergency room element of that is that they have one of those Dutch doors, so you know you wander right up, right up. I think he was wearing white pants. This is all probably fake because you know the story's too good, right? Wearing white pants, caught caught by the scrote uh, off the chain link fence, shooting rats at the dump. Uh, comes up to the emergency room where the nurse is sitting there like, "What's wrong with you?" Oh, Can't tell because of the Dutch door, so she only sees him from the top up. And he's and like, open it up, and then it's like look, white pants. Look at all the red right here uh, at the crotch. He finally got his period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. We'll put a period on. We'll put a period on that. And welcome <laughs> to the Futile Podcast. It's night. I'm sorry, I wasn't looking. God, uh, I'm Tyson. <laughs> Something in my eye. Tonight it's amateur hour here at the Futile Podcast. Um, we have Tyson. Danielle. Come by the scrub sounds like the sequel to Grab by the Ghoulies. <laughs> <laughs> Ghoulies had three movies, and the third one's called, and it was on Netflix for a really long time, and I kept saying Seth. To Seth, like, we gotta watch Ghoul. It's Ghoulies 3. Ghoulies go to college. We still don't know who you are. Yeah, no one knows. Everybody, <laughs> the people that know, know. <laughs> On the dusty trail. And uh, we're gonna talk about... He still didn't get his name. That's fine. <laughs> I don't push people on the futile podcast to like conform to some kind of a outmoded oh, sense of general Ooh. sensibilities on things. Tonight we're talking about X Men Six. Oh boy, are we are we really going to count it as part of the originals? Because well, that's a that's an interesting question. We can pregame with that. You guys said you watched some of them. We watched both. Of them. I listened so to a podcast. The two new ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's three are. new class yeah. movies. But they but they kind of this one. Yes. But they oh thank of, god. Yeah. They kind of meld them. They kind of retconned them in the last one in, yeah, in Days, Days of Future Past. Past. Yeah, they're like, we could make this work. Not really, but Well in comic book <laughs> in comic book logic they do they did. And I think well, in, except in a true for comic book one sense. thing in that's, Except for a lot of things. Well <laughs> one stands out to me is that Xavier is alive. Right. And as opposed to the being, last time we saw him in the original ones, he got fried. In three he got fried but transferred his brain in the secret ending to Someone. To to some somebody else's body, which apparently was supposed to be his twin brother or something, which is just super stupid comedy. <laughs> Except for a death, like that definitely wasn't him in the in the like, movie. In the movie that they did, like they showed him in three. Like, you mean? Yeah, they showed and someone. I definitely think it was not. Wasn't it? Yeah, Patrick I don't think. Stewart. I don't think it was. Wasn't either. it like a little girl or something like that? No, it yeah. was a man. <laughs> it was an old man. He was like in a restaurant <laughs> in Scotland, <laughs> and it was part of. I mean, they did establish that more Moira Mataggart was dealing with it, and she was, of course, a scientist, not a CIA operative. 
Yeah, they've played it fast and loose. Because I oh. guess they just don't think scientists are cool. And she's not that's Scottish true. anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely hard to connect all of them, that's for sure. Plus, they kept some of the original <laughs> actors, and, but not all of them. They didn't make appearances in the new movies. And how old are these characters supposed to be? Because, like... God, it was all over the place. Like, Storm, you gotta assume, is what, late teens? Somewhere in there? Early 20s? I think, I think in this movie, you mean? Yeah, and I that was so, in the so, 80s. In the original X-Men's were in the 2000s. So that'd that'd that would make her, years. like, like, like yeah, 40 years old. And she didn't look that old. Eh, she was probably legitimate, like, Halle Bear's probably in her... Th- like mid thirties when when she did that, so. I don't have a problem with that aspect. Mm. I feel like that, that that that's sort of within the realm of okay. There are two angels, and that's weird. One of them German, one of them very much not German. One of them Ben Foster, yeah. Yes. Mm. The, um, two different stories about the metal wings. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I'll get with you on that. In a <laughs> we need a separate mic over there for like the feudal podcast. The side comments. The side calm. Side <laughs> Check in with side calm and see how they're doing. We're all right. You know, it's like, why are you in the middle of that snow blizzard right now when you're sitting in the same room as us? We'll just have a, a, a rosy licking her nose mic. That too. <laughs> oh, that'll, that'll show up on there. That always picks up. Yeah, that will pick up. That picks up in the middle of the night. It's not okay. So, yeah. so I mean, uh, just, just sort of pre-gaming uh, with the X-Men. I'd say that of all the Marvel properties, I mean, a little bit with Spider-Man, but I think X-Men was the one I actually read the most as, as a kid and in terms of the comics and liked the most. I always liked ensemble storylines because you can have multiple things happening at once, you mm-hmm. know, and bounce back and forth. And Yeah, it and, wasn't like they developed off one character and like, oh, now he right. combines the whole bunch of It was of very much so the 90s crossover thing with the mm-hmm. X-Men. They had a big crossover every year that took up like a third of their whole storyline, mm-hmm. almost every storyline. But it, they usually worked for the most part because that's what X-Men was. It was about a bunch of interesting characters, but... You know, working in in unison or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they in, were in always sense, a team, but the team was always changing. Right. Yeah. Uh, to a degree, they had a pretty consistent There's run like, in, in the '90s there when they rebooted everything with the cartoon, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna do, we're gonna bring." Yeah. But because music. of the the nature of the universe, like there are so many mutants that at any time one could leave and another one could join. Yeah. yeah. Good guys become enemies, enemies become friends, and right, yeah, like shifting allegiances. Yeah, it was good drama. I like the cartoon. Did you guys like the cartoon? What did you watch? See I like the cartoon. cartoon yeah. What, I, what I remember about it, yeah. Oh, okay, I think like the theme song might have been the best, or the theme music. The theme was good. good. Yeah. <laughs> and they did a Dark Phoenix saga at one point. Mm-hmm. I think it got like yeah. three seasons, but it was. Something shifted about it. I don't remember if I saw it. It is hard to watch stuff. now, like, if you go back and watch it. It's like, yeah. yeah. So if I were to go back and try to watch that, I'd be super disappointed. Yeah, the animation is pretty bad. <laughs> I feel like the character design is good, though. Yeah, they. I think they got the characters pretty well. So, like, they look good, but, like, yeah, maybe the animation is... I rewatched a bunch of it, like, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's all on Netflix or something now. Unlike Batman the Animated Series, which will just stand forever, I think, as being just good. I don't know, there was a a Superman cartoon they put out in like the 60s or something that Uh had this extraordinarily high budget, and the animation in that is amazing. Well, the Flesher animations from the 30s are pretty solid for Superman, Mm. too. Yeah, so it's like, if they threw enough money at that X-Men, it could stand up today. But, you know, clearly it was done cheaply for kids. 
It worked for what it was. <laughs> and there was good storylines in that. You mm-hmm. know, you got Wolverine with this, like, there's no peace for me, and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, I, I mean, it got me to read the comics, and which is probably all it was supposed to do, you know? Um, probably. And I, I really did. There was a good long window there when I really did enjoy, the, enjoy reading the, the comics. It was book. nice, too, because that was in an era before Wolverine was, like, in everything. Like the X-Men. Yeah. Like, it was only the x Later on, there were cartoons where, like, Wolverine and the X-Men kind of thing. It was like, okay, like, let's tone it down a little bit, Wolverine. Yeah. No, it was, it, I, I, honestly, I would love, I would love for them to find a way to get back to that kind of more balanced approach in their, in their, for, I'm talking about Marvel, in terms of their comic book stories. Mm. They're so movie driven now, and it's so clear that that's what they're, they're doing. Well, it would be tough now, too, I think, if they ever tried to bring the X-Men into the Marvel Universe as it exists now. There's been so much crazy shit that's right. happened that's almost destroyed the world that they couldn't just bring the X-Men in and be like, hey, we're oh, here yeah, where were the Avengers when the world was ending that one time? And then what about that other time the world was ending? <laughs> in another universe. Yeah. No well, they deal. could do some universe Yeah, maybe stuff. if they were like, they could do that. That's universes right. collide kind of thing they do that or what they'll probably just do is hard reboot everything and be Which like and, and, yeah. and organize it all very particularly and maybe start with the fantastic four movie or a Spi- or a spider-man movie. <laughs> i don't love fantastic four but oh, like the fourth time if, is if, the charm if, no but like if you if it, that's how marvel kind of started was it was like fantastic four and Spider-Man. Literally, sure. if they did it chronologically like that, that might be a weird sort of way to establish this, like a fuller. Has you know, anyone full seen the newest Wolf or Fantastic Four? I have no. not. No. No. I'm not going to watch that. Really? I might I pop it on. Like, if refuse. it's free, if it's free <laughs> streaming at some point, I might pop it on when I'm in the mood for something like that and not expect much, and probably yeah, actually enjoy it more than I'd realize. <laughs> to help you get through it. I will say so. I think in a weird way, I've been more critical of the x-men films than the, a lot of the other marvel films because i was such a fan of the comics mm-hmm. and was like oh they didn't quite get i was more than the comic book nerd about them like oh, i don't feel like they got that right or like even the first x-men movie i remember being okay with but feeling like it was very much it almost felt to me it feels to me a lot like a two-hour tv pilot they're messing with your childhood man yeah like, like it's got like an <laughs> like, like an event occurs and it's big but it's kind of simple and it's sort of Week. Yeah, it's kind of weak. I mean, I'm talking about the very. I'm not talking about first class. I'm talking about the, the very, very. You know, with the Statue one. of Liberty fight yeah. and, all that, right. and all that stuff. Yeah, Wolverine spins around with his claws. And yeah, that the, that is the one the moment spike. that's always uh-huh. stuck out to me in that movie. You know, always thinking like, how did he do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, why didn't he just get to the underside of that spike and didn't just fall? Yeah, <laughs> completely off. I think yeah. I was <laughs> I was listening to the Film Junk podcast talk about. Um, Talk about the movies because they did their premium. I think that was one of the things they all like didn't like was that <laughs> I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen those since I saw them in the theater. I don't think I've seen all of the. I might have seen the first one on TV. I know I've seen the second one a second time. Like made a point of seeing it. Not like like I was like oh you know I'm in the mood to rewatch that. And maybe I saw the first one then too, or on TV. They, a lot of those ones were on TV a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've seen, I think, all of them at the theater. I don't think I saw First Class at the theater. Mm. But I, I have I seen, seen First Class. in the theater. Yeah. First Class, like, a time and a half because it's on TV all the time. It's on FX all the time. Mm. So I, I, I pop in for it because it's got, like, good scenes. First Class, to me, is a movie that's, like, especially when it's the earlier stuff, when it's, like, Xavier and um, 
and Eric just kind of in the 60s kind of just like being oh, it's got a little espionage element to yeah, it that, that I like it was cool like yeah. they've done a great job with the the whole first class trilogy I guess uh, with the like focusing on character development right. yeah absolutely but at some point they stop developing and it's just rehashing the same character issues it, from the it's like a comic I book. keep telling yeah. you that there's good in you and he's like no there isn't and like yes there is and then eventually Flash like I told you there were and then like in the next movie he'll be bad again and we're like there's still good in you it's and a it, machine you gotta push it back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if, if something else will happen to him that's gonna be bad and then he'll go on another rampage and then Charles will be like what's wrong I thought I thought you were good again it's 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 a thing like it's a we know what thing. to expect mm-hmm there's a comfort in that. There's an annoyance in that. I, mean, <laughs> I would say, yeah. So, kind of, d- d- kind of separating them. You know, I think uh, the second X Men movie, X Two X Men United, uh, is actually pretty solid. I was, I was, I was I impressed. That with was that. the best one of those three. I think that was the only one I ever mm-hmm. saw hungover in the theater. <laughs> I saw it in the theater, you pretty hungover the next day. Theater hungover. This was in college. I don't think I had to drive or anything. <laughs> That's good. I think it was like day two of a pretty good bender too. Um, <laughs> so I was on, I was on the tail end of all of that. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, the third one I was really disappointed with. I think yeah, a lot of people because they were so. I mean, with the X Men, you've got all these stories, and this was still early on. Marvel hadn't started doing their thing, and no one had that mentality of like we can tell a lot of stories with these characters. They were. It was very much a written to be like, okay, this is the trilogy. We're concluding it. So we're going to kill people off, and we're going to make major but changes. But at the same time, they still had that little cliffhanger. Like, oh, sure oh, they did, yeah. Uh, Xavier's waking up in someone else's body. And yeah. Xavier everything. has his powers back, maybe, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Because they, they going to go somewhere. They were all like, well, we can basically do whatever, because, you know, it's comic book. And we can <laughs> always, like, yeah. re-undo things, go back in time, like, yeah. figure out a way to, like, bring it all back. And then they did, yeah. yeah. So, but with the first class ones, like I said, I, I like the... Um, I like the 60s setting and the espionage elements and this sort of, I think I like the stripped down element. Like once, yeah. for me, once the comic book stuff gets very comic booky in every sense of the word, it's hard to, it's hard to, to, to stay on board with it too long in the context of bright daylight, people walking around in these outfits, <laughs> doing these things. But something like in first class when... When, when Eric goes to Brazil and has that conversation with those guys with the knife in that bar, like, that's one of my favorite things. I'm like, this is actually cool. Like, this, I, this is this character, like, it adds a depth and a richness to the character. Mm-hmm. That scene alone, for some, some reason, like, he's, like, hunting these guys down one by one, yeah. using his power. And I feel like the, um, and it's something they had at the very beginning. Oh, hi there. Um, <laughs> um, that's just weird for her to be like this. She wants to be part of the game too. Oh, she's like, she she's got some strong opinions on yeah. it. Yeah, she does. She's, she's got X-Men. she's got a little tear in her eye. Are you not feeling yeah, well? X-Men. Oh well. But um, <laughs> so even in the very first X Men movie, you've got the start with the Magneto Holocaust scene, which they went back to constantly, and they went back to it in this new one. Mm-hmm. But I feel like and that's in the first of the new. So first class and Days of Future Past, they did on both of those as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They got to keep hitting that. I think that's. Rub it in faces. Yeah, it gets a little yeah. obscene in this well, one. I, I also say. think they do it for a little for people who like came in on this one. They're like, Probably. Well, yeah. there's always so that. Like, yeah. Some every comic is somebody's first comic is a Stan Lee quote, mm-hmm. you know. So you have to <laughs> rehash a lot. Excelsior. 
<laughs> but I think that that decision, especially early on with first class, to establish the Xavier and the um, Magneto kind of friendship and conflict is good, and the Magneto storyline is good, and he's always been kind of a good character in the comics when they get him right, when they do him right, because he comes from a place of surviving that kind of situation, surviving the Holocaust, and seeing that happen mm. to a group of people and everything. So, so it, it really grounds his his motivations as, a, as an antagonist or and his conflict to be a protagonist. And I think the, the, they've done a pretty good job with the casting, both in the old ones and in the new ones, for the most part. I mm, mean, for the yeah. most part. When they really featured the character, Hugh Jackman is solid as Wolverine. The new, I mean, the Wolverine, he was he nailed it. He nails it in X2. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the... Uh, yeah, the... But I mean, Fassbender is just like, he brings a gravitas to it. Even in this one, which I think, you know, we can talk about, I think, some definite sort of weaknesses in this one, this mm, newest one. Yeah. It just looks like Jude Law to me. <laughs> really? I look at him and I just like, that's Jude Law. Mm. In my head, every time I see him. Huh, that's weird. It is yeah. weird. I don't quite put that together. I mean, other than being English, <laughs> but whatever. Was you, you had some? Oh, yeah. I think uh, one of the things, like this is the 80s, so in the 2000s, that means between the 80s and the 2000s, <laughs> Fassbender turned into... <laughs> yeah, if you're still trying to connect it to those old ones, which I think that they've effectively completely retconned out through Fruits Future Past. But they haven't, because like, they're still there, and they're like, oh, you're going to go back and meet former me. And right. like, former me was actually 60 years younger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, there's, there's a, there's a, but oh, you're only going back 20 years. <laughs> I think they started off too old, just in general, with the original Magneto and Xavier. Like... I yeah. think because they wanted Patrick Stewart to be Xavier so badly, they're just like, oh, he's already bald. He's perfect. Like, well, I, I mean, when you start with the Holocaust, like, that's a pretty, that's a set time. Yeah, so it's it like, gets really hard to pin down their, like, age and timeline. And that's what I had a big issue, that, yeah, with this most recent one, is I couldn't, I kept forgetting that it was in the 80s. Yeah. Because there's a lot about it that, like, doesn't, like, know. you're like, Okay, this seems like modern. Oh, right, it's the '80s. You go back, like okay, and then you're like, okay, right, it's the '80s. And then uh, you steadily forget again, and then they throw something in there again. Right. Like, oh, the, the Night right, Rider theme or Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's like a lot of it. Like they had all these really old cars from like the '50s and '60s. They had some '80s stuff, um, the and then fashions. they had some stuff that like seemed kind of 60s. modern, like. Yeah. Yeah, it was like well, really... they had the sci-fi stuff, you know, like, right? Which the... they still haven't explained because all that danger room stuff is all supposed to be Shi'ar technology mm. from you know yeah, Xavier's the, little yeah. romp with the Queen of the Galaxy or whatever. That stuff looked like more modern than in the original first three well, movies, and yeah. so it was like I couldn't stay like rooted in what t- era this movie was supposed to take place. It's a bit tricky. Yeah. Well, but which was weird because they had to keep saying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kept saying the eighties. They had the, I mean, the kids' fashion stuff was kind of almost obscenely eighties. <laughs> Only Jubilee was that way, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but but even Jean had the hair a certain yeah. way. Yeah, Jean stuff. was just an awkward homeschooler. That's all. Yeah, she like was. when I looked at her, and that's all I saw. Like, ugh. it's either Mormon or an awkward homeschooler. <laughs> Poor Jean. Raven slash Mystique had like the you know the the black eyeliner and the. But that all that stuff has like come back a lot, so it's it hard to like look at that and be like, well, it's clearly eighties. Eighties you know? now. It's hard. Well, I mean, I think in the context of a 
I mean, I'll watch a series like The Americans, which takes place in the early 80s, and they, season four is like in 1984 now. And yeah, it's, I mean... There's a lot of subtle set design things you can do that just don't work with a series like this because, like, his house, the mansion is going to be the mansion, is going to be the mansion the whole time, and mm. the new technology stuff is going to look that way. So they, they don't... I, I kind of don't begrudge them too much for the fact that they can't completely, constantly... In, in a comic book movie where there's a lot of action happening... <laughs> Like hit all these. I mean, they left well, out. Was, like, nobody had cell phones. There, there was, was no even, computer hacking. There was even that military plane thing that looked like way more advanced than anything that exists That's now. True, and they yeah. were just like, "Oh, look, we found a plane." It's like. Where the hell did they get this thing in the eighties? Like, mm. yeah. yeah, that that that's a good that's a good one to call them out on. You know what? Fuck this movie. You know, because <laughs> I mean, we brought Stryker back. They weren't right. really in America for all that much. They were all over the place. So then it's hard to capture that like quintessential. American mm-hmm. 1980s look. It's like they kept just like throwing out like occasional things that were like, this was something from the 80s, huh? Uh-huh. And then, but I, and then it's like because yeah. they kept doing that, they could be like, well, okay, we said it was the 80s, so we can do whatever we want. Right. We can I, have cars from any era. <laughs> I never, re- I have not revisited, other than seeing bits of first class on FX, I have not revisited yeah, Days of Future Past. Yeah. And so I was completely. Like, I saw it at the theaters, and I was like, I don't really remember the specifics of how the conflict was completely resolved in that. So, at the beginning of... So, now we're going to talk about Apocalypse 20 minutes in, which is funny. <laughs> um, and spoiler alert, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a spoiler. So, at the, when they show that Magneto is working at this, like, iron plant in Poland, and that he's got a family, part of me is like, did Xavier do, like, a mind-wipe thing on him? I mm-hmm. forget how that had ended. But then like, later on, you see, oh, no, he knows his powers. Well, He's that just, goes like, into my whole issue with the era, because that almost seemed like it was older than the 80s. I was, like, thinking, like, oh, this must have been, like, shortly after. Well, it's third world. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. second world. It's, it's second world, Iron but it curtain. was, like, I, when I saw those scenes, and he goes to his little home in the country, and it's, like, well, now I'm thinking maybe this is, like, I don't know, the 50s or 60s. That's, like, what it... And then... There was like a, a news broadcast about it, and then I was just like, it like kind of threw me for a loop a little right. bit because it was like, okay, right, this is in the '80s, but he lives like he's in the '40s, and then Xavier's living in this mansion, but he's got cars from the '60s. <laughs> yeah, <But laughs> yeah, it was just like it was just all over the place as far as like twenty fifty. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. stay focused on what time this was supposed to be, and every time something like that happened, it kind of took me out of it because I was like. When is this happening? And they're like, did you have that like, problem with the with the uh, future past and the other one? No, because they didn't they Whoa. didn't move around so much. So they didn't try to show so many scenarios. And the Magneto thing when in the iron working facility, yeah. he's like he all of a sudden has it's supposed to have been ten years that ten I years. think someone said since the last one. Yeah. So he is set up. Raven said that. You're right. In, but nobody looks any different. And yep. he has set up a, a home, a wife, a child, and is living in Poland as an iron worker. And I was just like, and he speaks really? Fluently. Yeah, after the last... Which could he probably maybe always He did. probably... Always, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was a, he was a Jew in... Not necessarily a Polish Jew, though. There is a difference between German and Polish. No, there's not, Tyler. Okay, sorry. He's not trying to perpetuate not to that. Not Americans myth. like us. It's all one... <laughs> He speaks European, okay? Yeah, that's all it is. They sorry, keep telling sorry. us they're different languages, but saw one. <laughs> sorry, sorry, bow, bow, bow. But, uh, but no, it just, it was all over the place. It was just 
so hard to keep track of. In a, even in wherever that Middle East country they're in, I don't remember which one it is. They were in Egypt because it's Cairo. Oh, right, Egypt. <laughs> like, I kind of... Pyramids. Well, yeah. they start off there, but I didn't... Fucking seriously? I don't no, know. No, I wasn't paying right. attention. It was, it was, it was, because they did bounce around a little with, with um, Enzabanur Apocalypse, mm. uh, you know, using his teleportation bubble. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's obvious to get back about it. But it's like, I'm pretty sure the technology they have there is probably the same that they have today. So, again, it kind of like, yeah. this could be any time. Why yeah. did he limit that bubble to Earth? The what? The bubble. His teleportation bubble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> in terms of weak. In terms of... Uh, Pox eclipse. This is this is something I want to do for this one. Okay. Let's start from the beginning. Start from okay. the beginning. Oh, this uh, is not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it starts off in ancient Egypt, right? right? They have this absurd pyramid thing with the big flags on it in the little parade and everything. It's pretty dope. Especially yeah. like the Great Pyramid. The sun technology that they have that goes through all the things and it was like they have that it's bottomless so pit and that everything is dropped into. Yeah. And obviously that all crumbles because they have these super powerful blocks that can take out everything. Power blocks. Yeah, when that all crumbles, anyone else think that like, okay, well, whatever technology they're using to transfer bodies, that would all be broken. Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> like I said, so this is why it is tough to, to handle the plot thing. And I'll, I'll defer to you on that because I find, I find sometimes going on the plot stuff <laughs> tedious. The biggest problem, and in the comics too, this is true, with Apocalypse as, a, as an entity, as a character, as a villain, is his motivations are sometimes a little difficult to get a, get a handle on. And that's, that's kind of the case here. Mm-hmm. And his powers and his strength have always been kind of nebulous. Like in this, you don't know, like, where, what is that? It's just blue energy. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm with you right there. It's totally incredulous. I'm like, what? So they got magic, alien space technology? <laughs> like, is what this going to connect to Stargate at some point? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know what? I just put my hands up in the air. I didn't literally do that because I might have elbowed you if I did. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? It's comic books. I'm mm. like, it's comic books. I'm not going to get into what's this blue. They better explain this, you know, on yeah. some well, comic book I expected logic. that they would try to make some explanation or have someone go like, hey, good thing they had that alien technology, huh? Or right. just some sort of offhand comment. But really? so I was kind of the same way. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But when he comes back later on, because the sun shines on that little little tiny pyramid. It's solar power, I guess. It somehow still makes the connection all the way back down to where he is. And it was like... So, they didn't really even need to have a pyramid in the first place. They could have just had, like... It somehow linked up, like, when it fell. It yeah, kind of like... Linked, and it made it was it like... I was trying to think of, like, if you had a circuit board and you just crumbled it all up and then just <laughs> dropped it in a hole. It's still no, it's, it's still <laughs> it still it's still still it still works. It still works. Know that... You could phone home. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it just seemed, it made the whole pyramid thing, like, totally unnecessary. It's like, well, you could have just done that at any point, because apparently this technology is just... It's OP, as they say. Yeah. It's you wanted to be revered as a god. (laughs) Yeah. So you had to be ridiculous about it. Should have just been on top of the pyramid. Then you wouldn't have to wait for the sun to get all the way down, and you just be like right there. And then, and all it took was more just forgetting to cover it back up. And then it would yeah. been too instantaneous, and there would too have been instantaneous. This, Not like, a chance for a coup. Yeah, build up. 
You've already jumped ahead. Well, that's how it happens. <laughs> well, yeah. But you, you jump ahead, but you keep you doing you phases. So, yeah, so so Moira ends up being the one who's doing CIA investigation stuff. I had totally forgotten about her, too. Was she not in Days of Future Past at all? She was not in Days of Future Past. Oh, okay. So that's interesting that they brought yeah. her back. And so... Now, yeah, does just... he actually wipe her memory at the end of... Yeah, I, think yes. they... first... I didn't remember that part. Yeah, he does this little Wasn't Jedi sure. mind trick yeah. on her and yeah. she forgets. You will forget. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought that was pretty much the end of that character at that time. I and then... Was. Well, she's in the trailer, so they kind of let you know she's going to be back. I mm. guess, if you saw the trailer. It wasn't even really important to bring her back, really. It kind of ended up because feeling pretty weird at certain point. Other than having somebody... Like, wiped her memory. It could have been anybody. Yeah. Uh, well, and also, uh, the... Uh, well, they, they had they, they played that love triangle... Not triangle, just that, that romance angle. They just needed somebody to be like... On the case, waking right. up. The, somebody wake, needs to wake up. Apocalypse, and it had term. to be tied into the comic books. I guess, somehow. but or into the series. Yeah, there, Just, those are there, there's a couple of weak motivations for things like when later on when when all the when, when the, the kids go to see the movie, it's like that didn't need to happen, and it doesn't really accomplish. Well, anything. it's it's fan service. Like people like you know that character, right? Even though she's different, they're like. That's that person. Oh, I can't believe they put that person in there. Oh, yes. I, yeah. I, yeah, I did enjoy it. Because there, there is a lot of that in comic book movies. Like, people who are casual fans will have no idea who this... Like Caliban? Yeah, just like, <laughs> casual character is. But people who are, ad, like, diehard fans will be like, Oh, that's that one obscure character from this one comic. And oh my god, I can't believe I put that in there. This is the best movie ever. Okay, so Apocalypse gets woken up, and then he immediately finds Storm, Aurora, who's being a thief in Cairo, which is kind of consistent with her origin. Mm. And she's in Africa. Well, no, because she was like a thief in Cairo, but she was found. Was by, she? she was originally found by Shadow King. That's from the, okay. at least according to the cartoon stuff. Mm. So, uh, she's got a whole so he finds her. She's his first uh, horseman. Mm. Um, and I feel he, like he settled a lot. Like he was like, "Oh, I find the most powerful ones." Like, well, I'm here. Like, okay, good. Well, Storm, 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 Storm is powerful. Storm has always been OP, and, and it's always been tricky to use her in, in the story. In the <laughs> she literally and controls weather. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like need somebody to make a windstorm. I can do that. Can you freeze? Yeah, I can freeze stuff. Ice. Well, no, I no, freeze no, no. stuff. She's, she's definitely that way. But like she after her, yeah. she's like he was. He goes to that. Yeah, to, to, the shit. bald dude One in the yeah. pit. And they never really established what that was exactly, but that was some kind of a weird East German thing. Yeah, yeah, it was like you go there for a mutant ID. Like I, yeah, I didn't understand that. But he goes there and he asks, "I want the most powerful," and they're like. All right, well, here's here's a woman that makes uh, a fake sword, and yeah. here's another guy with wings. So there you go. Right. <laughs> she knew what the wing guy. Yeah, it was just like. Okay, Ooh, great. I can nice make sword. Nice sort of whip. It's yeah, pink. it's like what yeah, but I wear leather underwear. Was she also I thought that was a very cosplay looking outfit. It was it just was like kind of we're going to see a lot of Psylocks in the coming years. Yeah. Well, the Psylocks, I've seen pictures kind of, of Psylocks like at yeah. like Comic-Cons and they look wear... better than her. We're going to see a lot more now though. Yeah. I can wear some pleather strappy thigh highs. That's what no I mean. It looked deal. really strange. It was just like tomorrow. there were like all these characters badass and then it looked like a cosplay person wandered into the scene. Yeah, that was the first like quote unquote ballsy costume choice that they've done with uh, with trying to bring in a character looking the way they look from the comics. Now mm -hmm. the way she looks in the comics has always been 
like okay she's supposed to be like a ninja but she still looks ridiculous but mm-hmm. in the comic in the context of you know wolverines in bright yellow and blue or brown, right. brown and yellow. other brown it's always uh, some yellow and yeah, something, yeah yeah and they you know not to skip yellow too far ahead but at the very end of the movie you can see that they're all going to be in their 90s cartoon outfits anyway so why not right well <laughs> to an extent like it was yeah. still a lot of black leather right yeah yeah which which is kind of boring so mm-hmm. i mean yeah. i don't know i'm not i'm not giving her outfit a pass you're right but in the context of all the other outfits it definitely looks weird yeah it stuck out because it was like okay so we all got new outfits you're still in your east german dungeon outfit porn porn outfit yeah it was just like like... he doesn't make you a new one because he they even show him like making an outfit or apocalypse making an outfit for angel a lot of time yeah, he's, he's like, good. oh, I think you need a shoulder pad here. And he makes one. Yeah, and he's like, he like, needles you in his mouth and yeah. stuff while yeah. he's yeah. doing it. He's like yeah. measuring them. And, uh, yeah, for a dude who can build a pyramid in a matter of minutes, he's like, yeah. no, no. It's like, you all get cool new outfits, not you. I like your porn outfit. <laughs> yeah. Your buckle just needs a slight curve to it. There right. He gave her the little red sash that hangs on. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, and a sash. Okay, so he just like... Hmm. Right, so Apocalypse gets his four horsemen, and then through inadvertent actions, Xavier connects Apocalypse to Cerebro, and that allows him a certain knowledge of power. But still, I, I just want to go back. Like, he sees the guy with wings, and he's like, yeah, this is the most powerful. And like, the guy's already drunk and broken, and he's then, like, and she's like, nah, sorry, this guy's no good. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, we can work with this. We can work with this. Yeah, it's like, I thought, yeah. he's not looking for fixer-uppers. He's looking for the most powerful and Archangel just like what? he gets trapped by if you think Nightcrawler, it, and it's he, just like he didn't know about the Cerebro thing. So maybe him. back in his day, there was like he, he, even he, the ones he had back in the day were more powerful. Oh, absolutely! They'd yeah. be like doing crazy shit. They were. They was that one lady that could like use maybe that denotes that means. there was something kind of damaged with him from being down there for that long. Maybe he's like, whoa, wings, that's... <laughs> that's uh, so, kind of blew his mind. That's that so metal, man. I don't know, like... What if they were metal this wings? weird other element of, like, these people aren't that great, but you think they are, and you're fixing them. Well, yeah. he's, he's starting with what he's starting with. I mean, sometimes you, st- you work with what you got... But still, and he, then, he and was then, going and then around. Then you shit can him later when you get the good one. Like, going she, around she, asking for the most powerful, to, yeah. and then just like taking whatever was available. Yeah. We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, and then things go to shit. I mean, but we're, we're we're skipping Scott's origin story, kind of, sort of. You know, yeah. he goes. Odd, in, he goes into the bathroom and rubs his eyes, and then... Uh, and Don't we all do that? It beats up a bully, which is like every comic book story ever. Mm. I know. Can't let those bullies win. Oh, no. Yeah, he like, doesn't time. even really do it. He's just like... His eyes ejected flames onto yeah, the Yeah, but it's always... He's just... And in the wake, a bully got what was coming to him. It's not like he, he even could take pleasure in that. He was just a so... A birthing of... It was like he was getting his first period. That guy yeah, just got He was like away. a coming of age thing. Yeah. He just... <laughs> he's just, like, he's just let it loose all over everything. And for a, t- a tiny <laughs> little, for a tiny little moment, they, they they almost started to do character development for Scott as an origin story element of like a through line to it. Because mm. like the character stuff has been pretty solid in a good number of these movies. Mm-hmm. 
And then I feel like they kind of lost that. Like yeah. they had him meeting Gene in a, in a way that I thought was interesting, and then the I, the duality of them both. But they didn't play that up. And the idea like, that neither can really control their powers, and, and they like, skip school that one day, yeah, and which didn't make mall. sense. wasn't consistent wasn't consistent with his character either. Yeah, it was like I thought this guy was the Poindexter, and like all kind of a sudden of, he's like, "We gotta get out of here and go to the mall." But oh, but they they, they then, didn't foreshadow that with the tell go tell the principal you're disturbing class again. Well, that, I thought that was just because he was always rubbing his eyes. Yeah, that's, right. That's weird if he has a constant, like, oh, my eyes. Well, he was starting to get the power. <laughs> Why didn't yeah. they take him to the doctor? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, but I think that was Parker Posey as the teacher, too. Was and it? Parker I think so. <laughs> uh, I'd have to go back. And just play. for, like, two seconds. I don't That'd know. Maybe they'll bring her back. random, in. like, just yeah. well, cameo. Th- this, I, like, I do kind of like this timeline, though, where Mystique is, like, the hero. A I, good person. That's neat. I like that. I think that's <laughs> good. neat. It's, it's, it's just a cool little thing. Well, it, they're definitely doing this thing where, like, allegiances shift constantly. That way, you know, when they go, eventually go bad, because we know they will. Yeah, like, it'll be flip-flops back and forth. There, right, maybe. it'll be that much more heartbreaking when they have to fight each other. That's possible. I mean, here's the real question. The real question. Do, do you think they're going to they're gonna do one in the 90s now? I mean, whether this makes a zillion dollars or only, like, half a zillion dollars, they'll still do one in the 90s. And then the next 10 years will pretty much be caught right up to the first one. So will they just be like, that's it, we're good. And then, you know, you watch, now watch one and two and then ignore, and then three, you know, <laughs> and then that's it. Uh, or will they do like a Dark Phoenix thing? Uh, the Essex thing at the secret ending, we'll skip to the secret ending because fuck it, it wasn't mm-hmm. very good. Yeah. No, I, don't remember, good. I don't remember if Essex is just some other evil corporation related to, to Wolverine stuff. So. And the guy that they showed for a moment there, I thought that was Alan Rickman. But I think that's a guy that kind of could look like Alan Rickman. It's another yeah, British actor. It yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't because yeah. he's dead. Well, I know he's dead. <laughs> they could have shot that a year ago, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't. They couldn't do it though. It's such a small thing. And if it, even if they originally planned to use Alan Rickman, they would have probably reshot they would reshoot it, it because yeah. it's, like, I would well, think it's so. obviously not going to be him next time. Yeah, so. I would think so. So anyway, so that secret ending was kind of lame, and it didn't. That was. It didn't like hint to what they might do in the '90s, which is a. I mean, they could do Dark Phoenix, but mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what they're going to do. Are they going to do Omega Red? I'm telling you. Omega Red was like a three-issue storyline. Doesn't well, matter. He's so weird. They need a new villain. <laughs> Because they killed Apocalypse. Magneto has been used in like every other movie. It should have been Omega Red for the 80s, really play up the Cold War tensions, and then Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they did hit Apocalypse too soon. It's possible, but by hitting Apocalypse, they can disappointed by Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had like kind of a weird voice, and it was just like. Oh, no, I thought his voice was good. Really? I thought he sounded kind of like he was. A voice I might hear try to sell me car insurance or something. <laughs> I, I, I didn't quite get like that. Like, I kept feeling like if he were just to say, like, you could save 20% on car insurance with Geico. So, like, okay, so. Like, get in your mind. Yeah, just like, whoa, that's a great deal. My podcast <laughs> is uh, it's, uh, the cartoons, and he always kind of had, like, this weird, like, metal grady voice. Yeah. Like, he was always put through a little bit of, like, a filter so that kind of sounded like a robot. So I always kind of thought he was maybe partially robot. Mm. It kind of is. He kind of looks like with like he's, he's got the cables coming out of his head. And yeah, shit. yeah, that's kind of how he's like sustaining his life yeah. and stuff. I mean, if you get into the Ascani Sun stuff, which is deep cut comic things, you eventually see that when you know the Ascani Sun, Nathan Summers, blah blah blah, the son of Scott Summers and Madeline Pryor, the clone of Jean Grey, done of by Mister Sinister. Oh, Mister Sinister! That uh, you know when. Uh, 
when he, that he when he you know breaks him apart, you see he's just like a frail guy inside of this giant metal blue robot. Mm. And they kind of are play, they're they're doing their best to play play up play with that stuff. But yeah, the biggest problem with Apocalypse is what it's always been the problem with Apocalypse. It's a problematic villain because you don't really know what his deal is, other than he was maybe the first mutant. And well, what is his real power? Does he live along? I mean, this one you're like, what? So he controls sand at first? You're like he controls sand. And then yeah, like, no, it I guess he like can he control, just control matter. Or he could control other mutants' powers, or could he kind could of gain control them. over them. Yeah. He could amplify. Them. Yeah. yeah, I got. This is what I got. He could amplify human or other mutants' powers. He could block mind control from other mutants, but not from himself or like people getting into his head. He could control matter, like sand and whatnot. He made a lot of things just like kind of evaporate like right. that guy's gun and buildings and all sorts of stuff um he killed those guys in the, in the and he could yeah and he could transfer yeah. his essence using the weird machine thing that we don't know where it comes from into oh. other beings that's right he did just kill all those people instantly well, he dropped them through the floor. Yeah, he like, oh, like, that's he, what it like was. liquefied that's right. yeah. the floor into like quicksand. In my in my memory, they all just died. No, they were, like, <laughs> their hands were like sticking out. So maybe the logic okay, is that he can better. control the states of matter or something. Yeah, I don't know. it's not it's not terribly well spelled out. It's not it's not a deal breaker, but it just makes it. It's it's like magic, you know. It just makes it harder to understand. Well, how do you maybe defeat the villain? Right. Well, in, in the end, so when they're all fighting him, to like figure stuff out mm -hmm. he learned stuff that, that's kind of implied time. yeah yeah but so, if he does have the con yeah. ability to control the state of matter it seems like that fight at the end would have been over very quickly it's like oh well you're dust right that, that's dust. the problem is that you don't yeah. know why he he's like he doesn't can. kill summers he just sticks him to the wall thing well, yeah. it's like hu hubris it's like <laughs> i can I kill all of you but i won't <laughs> you have no <laughs> chance let me draw this out it's like that episode <laughs> of the x-files the fight yeah. makes him better somehow who knows it makes him stronger so anyway so it, it's a weak it's a difficult villain uh, there's a lot of history there and there's interesting stuff apocalypse always was sort of the one that like motivated more interesting stories like the comics he didn't stand with his hands clasped behind his back nearly enough that's true that's, how I think that's of apocalypse. a big thing that he yeah. does. <laughs> that's like that's a thing that like apocalypse is like x-men's dark side and thanos kind of that's what I always got from Apocalypse. He was like the big bad, and that's what it, like Thanos is to like the rest of the Marvel universe, and Darkseid is to right. the whole DC thing. He was I thought he was supposed to be kind of like on par with those characters, but he's he's kind of not. I mean, it's more like however his genesis was they the more interesting characters come out from him. So it's like you got Mr. Sinister character who was yeah. kind of kind of worked with Apocalypse at one point. And then you get like Strife, the clone of Cable, who <laughs> and, and, and all this other stuff. And you get like some... You, one of my favorite comic book crossovers for X-Men in the 90s is the Executioner's Song one, which is about Strife basically being angry at his parents, you know, his de facto parents. And, and that one's actually pretty good. Um... Everyone's got something to do, and it takes it's a bit of a mystery, you know, a lot of other stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not really sure now that they've taken they've dispatched Apocalypse, if they, they can they can ever bring in villains like Mister Sinister or Strife to Omega Red. to do things. Yeah, you love that Omega Red, <laughs> which by the way works better when it's post Cold War because then he's like, I was made for Cold War, now oh, it's not right. anymore. Then he was frozen. Kind of like right. Captain America. Right. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to go back to Scott Summers for a second. I can't believe they made him more poindexter in a lot of ways than the original three movies. Because at least in the original three, like, they got a cool guy to play him, and were like, okay, like, he would be cool if he wasn't just, like, a stickler for the rules and such sure. a good two-shoe. This new guy was like, this guy has no appeal, like, at all. He's... Like, trying to be bad, but he's just kind of a nerd, and he's just unappealing to look at. <laughs> he's always whining, and it's just like, ugh. I don't know. I didn't, get, a, I didn't get enough of any of those things to really have any real strong opinions about I it. Thought, I thought, like, like they if they're going to bring, like, Cyclops back into it, they would try to make him... And I think they tried to make him more appealing, For a bit. but ultimate, ultimately made him less appealing right than he originally was because nobody likes cyclops nobody nope. does i yeah. always kind of did because i maybe because i'm that guy i'm the stick in the mud <laughs> guy that in, in, in a group of people just kind of inadvertently starts telling everybody what to do and then they just listen because it's like, <laughs> this guy knows what to tell it hold on we gotta do this by the books yeah and i think that was but that's what not really to, how he's been though i think that's what they were trying to do with the whole mall thing like he was being a leader kind of right thing. well but no, but, like who would follow this guy right and <laughs> maybe he was also trying to break out of his shell there's a little bit of that. It was like... He's trying to be it cool wasn't, for the new people. I could see that if it wasn't so much of like a... All of a sudden like, Oh man, I've been cooped up in here. How about you guys? When was the last time you... It let's go to the It didn't work at all. It was just like... It felt like there was what? a missing scene. Where is this coming from? Yeah. There was a real miss... There was a missing scene there. And I, but I wonder if there's, wonder if there's a long, longer cut like Jeez. with him him warming up to Gene and maybe... Mm-hmm. That was it. Because she like, was there. Finding like, his place. He's chilling, on, the, he's chilling on that little couch thing. And she's there too, but kind of on the side. And then when when Jubilee, who I don't know, they ever call her Jubilee they in the movie, they, but it's um, obviously her. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> yellow raincoat sells it. Um, and and and, uh, and all the bubble gum. And Kurt all the and, and, and Kurt comes yeah. in. He's like, "Hey guys, we should do." That. I'm like, "This is a different character now. He's he, he was a little more reserved and uncertain, and all of a sudden he gets the like ruby quartz." Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. With his ruby quartz Badass. glasses. Gotta love the ruby quartz. <laughs> yeah. uh, ruby so you, lo- you yeah, lost... Yeah, I love that. He's like, I had these lying around. He's like, really? Yeah. Just lying around. <laughs> you, so you lost any kind of... <laughs> I made them for your brother for his hands? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and the killing of Havoc, the, the, the sort of unceremonious, like, I guess he's dead now. I don't, think, realize, to the, to the I don't think he's dead because they never show the body. That's if they true. don't show the body, he's not dead. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like, I think I got everybody. It's like, you would have got him first, I think. I don't know. He was maybe. closest to the blast. I, I, didn't, I did not see the yeah. blast hit him. I thought he was farther away from the blast and everything. Yeah, personally. It, was, it was very much a, like, the way Scott dies in the third movie, kind yep. of like mm, off camera, yeah. whatever. But you, he's going to be MacGyver now, so they don't have time for that scott yeah they just like he was like i think oh, havoc's gonna come back you, all weird when you see him next he's they're gonna bring him back and it's gonna be this big conflict and summer scott summers will have to fight him maybe they're gonna bring their dad corsair in and it'll be all space stuff <laughs> who knows anyway um so yeah they gave up on like, that was some of the early stuff. was like, oh, maybe we'll do a Cyclops origin story movie here to kind of introduce you. To, it's like, once you're introduced to the school a little, then it's kind of like his character switches. And, Thank mm. God they didn't do that. That was so boring. But, uh, they could have been interesting. A char- char- superhero origin stories can can be good if you suss them out right. You know, like the mm. idea that, like, he, he can't look at things. And so <laughs> that sucks. But then when he does... I mean, they make a point of showing him like he's really powerful. Like they're like here to shoot that target, and they all underestimate his his power, and he mm. blows the tree up, and it's kind of funny. It's the weirdest 
power too, because you know the it's solar power. With... If you remember the cartoon, right? Well, if it's the whole thing with mutants is that like they're evolving, and it's like what kind of oh, the, oh, if you play that game, no, 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 I mean, no, 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 I'm not playing the like <laughs> absurd powers one, but like useless powers that's what i mean yeah no 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 because like they can have like cool powers whatever like right. i'm long beyond them having just absurd powers right but to shoot lasers out of your eyes just when they're constantly. open yeah constantly is of no advantage to anybody well they whedon in his astonishing x-men run did hint at that and then i think they played it a little uh, later on with rogue uh in the comics of uh, these ideas of those are just two people whose powers Xavier kind of, you know, he just never really helped work with them as much as he should have. Help them control it. Because, like, later I on, I think Rogue can control her power and she can touch people. Mm. And and for a brief moment, and this is, goes into the whole romance that happens with, uh, with Emma and Scott, uh, she helps him be able to, like, see things for <laughs> I think okay. I think he's Without a well it's something she helps him to control it more I think for a tiny window in Astonish in the comic book run if you ever read the comic book I, Astonishing did, no. I think what it is and what nobody is willing to like touch on is that Cyclops is actually a disabled mutant it's possible yeah wow. he yeah Be, but because it's so much power they're like oh well clearly he's got a lot of power but no he's actually disabled he doesn't have full use of his ability well, that's kind of what they get at it the, in the in the Whedon run, yeah. But they don't. They never say like, "Oh, well, you're just disabled. You're differently abled. You'll <laughs> need glasses, just like someone who <clears throat> is." And hinting at that in this origin would have been a little more would have made it an interesting mm -hmm. thing to do. But they so didn't have time for that. Yeah, <laughs> didn't think about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so they're like the rest of us that are kind of you know. A little broken. Issues. Yeah. A little bit yeah. That's supposed to be the metaphor for the mutant thing. Everybody's different. Everybody's got their thing. You could put it, you could apply it to a given whole group or you can apply it just to life in general. We all go through puberty and we change and now we have different things about mm -hmm. us and it's scary yeah. and we don't know. We feel <laughs> hated and feared by everyone, but well, that's true. We're constantly so, changing. Mm -hmm. Shortly after Scott takes a day trip up. to the mall. Yeah. Um, Clip <laughs> shows up and decimates the place. Right. And that's when Quicksilver shows up. Right. And that's like the that's first awesome. time I think in that up until then that I actually got excited to be watching. Right. Because everyone was all about the Quicksilver scene in future days of past or whatever. So they, they definitely ramped it up and that was a lot of and fun to watch. They had to ramp watch. it up, you know. It was a lot of fun to watch him saving everybody and him just kind of being a goofball. Right. It was and, similar to when Fry did that when he had a thousand cups yeah. of coffee with his tricky dick fun yeah. dollars <laughs> in that episode of Futurama. Yep. If, if I hadn't seen the last, if I hadn't just seen the last movie, that would have been my very favorite scene of the movie. Mm. That yeah. was, that was fantastic. Yeah, and he's... Awesome. I don't know. I still really liked it. I liked it too. I really liked it. I'm just saying that would have been my absolute. I would like. I would. I would have loved that scene. You mean if you hadn't seen him do something like that? Just already. last night. Yes. Yeah. Just last night. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't seen the other movies until the last two. Neither years. of us had. Yeah. So. My problem with speedsters, just in general, and I have this problem with Flash, is that they really shouldn't. No one should be able to stop them. They're invincible. Yeah, yeah. It's, but they always find some way, like I'll trip him or something like Apocalypse is like somehow watching him. Yeah. And it was like, I'll just have his, the ground grab his feet. And it's like, right. even if you were to do that, he's moving faster than you can manipulate the ground to grab feet. It's like feet. he learned. Yeah, it's a back and forth. If you can start dealing with the speedster stuff, 
Yeah, speedsters. It's tricky. I mean, the, like the, you the coolest speedster thing was in the cartoons, but we'll get to that later. Maybe. Which cartoons? In the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. Oh yeah, those are good. The, the Dwayne McDuffie episode with uh, with with Apocalypse, a different Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and the Flash. You mean the planet? No, no, I mean, well, isn't oh Dark Side? Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't Dark Side. It was Brainiac Luther. Oh, okay. Uh, Brainiac had infected Luther. And, right. And, and it's the whole thing where, like, and he takes down all the Justice League except for the Flash, who's always been jokey the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then the Flash is, like, kind of scared. And he's like, what? Boy? You know, he underestimates him. And then the Flash runs away. And he's like, I ran away. And then, like, you count to two, and then he gets hit. <laughs> and then you, like, count to two again, and then he gets hit. And then you count to one, and he gets hit. And then you don't even count. He's getting hit and hit. And then you realize the Flash is just running around the Earth. Right. <laughs> and building up. And, and Dwayne McDuffie was apparently, like, a real genius guy. He's the guy who wrote the episode. Um, like, it's an amazing amount of energy he's putting into that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, even if you underestimate the Flash's weight as, like, 150 pounds, and you calculate this time it would take to get up to that speed and everything else. Yeah, it's so, yeah. speed. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but speedster <laughs> stuff, the, right, it's always a problem. That was the episode two, I think, where Luther actually, like, mind controls him for a bit. Like, well, I mean, it was know. an episode, and I know this is totally off topic, yeah. but it was one of my favorite episodes <laughs> of the Justice League Unlimited where he actually mind controls the Flash and he goes into the bathroom like, all right, I see who you really are. He takes off the mask. He's like, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 he, he like ends up in... Yeah, that, yeah. that's funny. That's a different one, but it's sort of the same storyline. It's one of the few actual story arcs they had in any of those cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that was an aside. Speedster stuff is tricky because how can you be so precise? Mm-hmm. And if you have to... It's like a lot of powers. You have to have invulnerability too. Right. Lord knows if you know, like you stub your toe when you're moving slowly, it's not yes. a big deal. You stub your toe when you're moving fast, it hurts like a fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> so you've got this. You know, I mean, he doesn't seem to have in, I, in the comics, he can heal really quickly, can he? Well, that's the Flash thing too. Is it's like it relates to metabolism mm-hmm. and everything else. I mean, that's one thing, but like so that doesn't do you any good if you smash your whole getting body. His, like legs, like broken or whatever talking about Quicksilver now? oh now in the context of Quicksilver yeah. yeah I don't know what they're going to do with that if, the, if they're going to be like you know what we can only pander and do this Quicksilver scene in every movie a couple of times so maybe we'll break his leg and he won't be so fast in the next one yeah. <laughs> because he was just beating the snot out of uh, Apocalypse. Apocalypse right but because he got that sin and it was like well, wouldn't the more realistic thing would be to just make a spot on the ground where he would just fall through it like he did with all those steel workers and then just be done with him? It's possible. It's... Once again, the, the broken, <laughs> it's the broken system. Yeah. But you could believe, though, that from Apocalypse's perspective, all non-mutants are trash to be disposed of. And all mutants are potential alkaloids so you could almost believe why he wouldn't have killed any of the mutants in mm-hmm. even having the power he would just i'm gonna put you on the back burner eventually when i won and you'll you see there's around, no other yeah. choice you'll come over to my side he does yeah. that with havoc right yeah he yeah. does that with almost all with of everyone them. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that part i don't have a problem with you know for comic book logic people need to live <laughs> uh trying to get into anything else i'm not really sure so you, you, yeah and they have a big fight that's pretty much how it goes they, mm-hmm. yeah, they, get, they get captured by striker so mm-hmm. that you can have the wolverine scene yeah um weapon x that was pretty much the only point of that scene was it just just wolverine. to say like oh we caught you now here's wolverine yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna cut a, bunch of, cut a bunch of people up and then to establish wolverine's connection to gene a little bit with her kind of helping right. him, helping him out of his but feral I mean, state. Like, just trying to think about it, 
The only point that scene served was to introduce, reintroduce Stryker, because he was in the last one. Right, yeah. Looks a little well, like uh, Sean William Scott, by the I way. I thought so, too. When he out, first man. showed up, I was like, is that Sean William Scott? No. No, no it's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, that's why I laughed when I first saw him. Like, no way, Sean William Scott. He looks. He looked more like him in Days of Future Past. He bulked up quite a bit for this movie. It's a little weird. Yeah, little Sean weird. William Scott has bulked up a couple times. For yes, yes. Yeah. But yeah, so reintroduce Stryker, Wolverine, and have an excuse for them to have a sweet plane. Although they could have just used the X-Men plane. Like, I have, what's his name? Beast just be like, Not I... they blew up the mansion. Yeah, but it was underground. The whole so was the part that blew up from the beginning. They didn't blow up that plane. They would have. We don't know. We don't know. There's a lot of underground stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was all the above ground stuff that got blown up. President thing, the mansion, the danger room. Yeah, all the danger room. All of the danger. So then they go off to a fight, and they fight, and without a lot of training, some of them are really oh, good at using Magneto. Let me get back to Magneto over here right. for a second. Because... We did miss that part of the plot, yeah. Magneto, like, his family, like, the most lucky arrow shot ever kills both his daughter and his wife. Like, a really cheesy-looking arrow, too. Yeah, Like, yeah. you looked at the arrow, it was kind of like this twig with a little arrow pointing. Yeah, so, so no metal on it. And, and he, he wasn't, like, pulled back all the way. He was just like, eh, uh, oh, no. Went through two so of them, sad. right through the heart. Yeah. yeah. Real bummer. <laughs> yeah, it was just yeah. like... You almost had to be like, damn! In the theater, <laughs> in the theater, in the theater I was like, nice, because that part was just pretty hammy. Like, they, well, they gotta kill his family again. <laughs> I, I that was know. actually, I think that was, that was my favorite scene, because the guy behind us, when they was totally quiet, they saw that they were going goes, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, there was a couple couple like dummy audience moments I'm trying to think of some but it was like one. if you're gonna like have this be a real powerful moment and like kill right what is one of the greatest villains in all of the Marvel Universe and you're just gonna have this cheesy homemade arrow killed with his daughter and <laughs> his wife she was like Snow White yeah just yeah. at the same time like accidentally Boom. really <laughs> Yeah. What They're going to change it from fridged in the feminist lexicon to uh, wooden arrowed. <laughs> they wooden arrowed her mm. instead because, like, you know, this is this is weak ass. We like, that was, was really weak. Trying. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> bone, I, I like thought for a your second, like, bone, yeah, that... But that might have, like, a sexual really... connotation. <laughs> Only to you. I would I would never associate it that way. That really never cheesy ever. looking no Bone arrow. penetration or anything. Yeah, penetrating. That really cheesy looking arrow could maybe kill, like, one little girl. No, it would bounce off like the height of a deer. I mean, let's <laughs> yeah. be honest here. And he wasn't like he wasn't like all the way no, back with it. No. He had some like homemade little Maybe bow too. She was too. actually a fairy. <laughs> she was much more delicate. So yeah, the motivation to they, they could there were like with a lot of these things, you you can look at it from a writer's perspective, and you could be like second pass. Let's motivate this to happen in a different way, and this to happen, and that to happen in a different way, and it would be it wouldn't weaken the characters, and it wouldn't be as hammy, and I think that's what ultimately brings it down and makes it like a. I would say just you know cut to the chase on this one. Uh, this one I think is the weakest of the three newer ones, easily, mm. and probably I think I like it a little more than the very first X Men movie. Oh yeah, yeah. but. 
it's not better than the second X-Men movie. Yeah. They even said it in the movie, like, the third one's always the worst. It's like, and they let why Gene would you say even yeah. say that in this third movie? Because oh, Singer, <laughs> Singer didn't direct that one. Yeah, it's well, the goddamn thing writers always do. They're always like, oh, we're really self-aware about this one. But like, it's like, it, and it was, though. It was like a self-fulfilling, like, you're watching the worst one. Well, it's like, it's like <laughs> we like already a, got your money. It's like in a video game where, like, where you're, you're doing, like... Like a character will say, like, oh, they didn't man. mean it about this one. They meant it about Last Stand. They were trying to mean it right. about the last, but they kind of implied it, but it was one. about. But they this wanted one to too. let you know how many people they paid in the making. Of <laughs> right? This they movie. didn't like. Yeah, that that intro. I like never this seen movie that. may be bad, but hey, a lot of people. I just bored a lot of people's jobs. Were able to buy some groceries <laughs> for yeah. a month. But it's, again, it's like in a video game where they say, oh, don't you just hate fetch quests? <laughs> Here's a fetch quest. And then they give you a fetch quest. That doesn't excuse it. You can't just be aware of it. It's the um, uh, the whole hanging a lampshade on it that thing. That thing, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I... There's an element of... I feel like it didn't excuse this one. <laughs> yeah, it usually doesn't, especially now. It's it's tricky. I don't know, all that storytelling element, things that have to happen. But there There is kind of some fact to the nature of a trilogy where the third one usually is the worst just because not because it even has to be bad but i mean if, if, i feel like there's something there but okay the thing is, this, indiana this jones even, which isn't a trilogy i think the third one is the best of the three uh, right well this the thing is it's yeah, not no, really a trilogy one. because they've just made three so far yeah yeah and then so that <laughs> for that i think for the original three which we've been talking about i mean really they've made nine yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you count last stand and you count Deadpool, well, I, I mean, guess. Only, is it in the only... X-Men universe or the Marvel oh, I'm universe? Kind of, I'm not kind of Deadpool. Well, then it's only really seven. Did... What? Because there are three X-Men. Aren't there three, three originals, three, three new ones? Three, it's six, there and then two Wolverines. Wolverines. They're uh, gonna are make you counting the Wolverine They're movies? making a third I one. <laughs> they're making a third. Anyway, they are making a third one. And it's gonna be there will be. So you're, you, no. you, you're right in the future. Is that okay Ooh, for you? Can you accept being right in the future, but not right now? Wrong on for posterity. Are they still making a Gambit movie? I think they've been trying to do that. (laughs) Don't mind me. Yeah, don't mind me. I guess we only hate them. And no, let's count Deadpool because that that doesn't include the. the You got Colossus. You think they're gonna like incorporate him though into like a future X Men movie? I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah, they're definitely not gonna have him swear as much. (laughs) (laughs) Or they'll all go R rated. I mean, there was some kind of gruesome stuff with the genesis of the wings for uh, they did have Angel uh, and then Wolverine killing some people. Oh no, then they did have uh, Magneto be like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah, they they had the one F bomb. Yeah, which played that whole scene didn't work. First of you. First, why is he coming back to kill those guys? You kind of get that he's coming back to kill those guys because he's angry still. Right. And one of them ratted him out. And then you have it like, oh, let's play the F-bomb joke right here mm. in the middle of that. And then let's have him play like, you know, don't stop me from killing these people. Like maybe he wanted him to stop him. Like he was hoping he would. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Fassbender did it as be- good as he could with some of this cheesy well, hammy also, weird stuff. But through, it was not as strong as the earlier He exposed himself to save one of them. And now he's just going to go back and kill them all, right? Yeah, it yeah. seems. I think. Odd. I think the whole even killing the cops seemed odd, um, because he could have just walked away. That whole relationship. Like, I mean, they, they, they can't they, really do anything. They tried to have it be like a real, like they didn't want to cartoon up the the lynch mob police coming to you know kill his family but thing. It, it was also not really a lynch mob because it was well, like, like a rope. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously not a proper lynch mob, right. but like 
They were very it. like civil. They're like, okay, yeah, we'll give you your daughter. You Absolutely. just have to come with us. You and know? that was the weird part about it is that they kind of wanted. Mm-hmm. It's this like. I mean, I don't know how many writers this ultimately amounts to, and how much stuff that does. But it's like we want to make, so. we want to, yeah, we want to make the the bad guys less cartoony. But then at the end, we still have to have the same kind of result. You know, we still have to have the guy be motivated to just kill them. Um, so I, I don't know. Like I said, that's the other thing about apocalypse. Is it he likes so many bad guys? Just has other people do his dirty work for him. That's usually the way it goes, I think. But that's why I think the best bad guys usually do their own dirty work. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, the best bad guys usually are, like with Magneto, usually have a strong kind of legitimate motivation and an ideology that you can least understand. Yeah, well, Magneto always did his own stuff. He's like, I'm doing this. Like in the last one where he like moved the stadium and he was going to kill right. the president. And it wasn't like... All right, I'll get my henchmen to do it, and right. I'll just sit on my throne and hope for the best. I'll just have the blob pick this up. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have that whole like weird, like he's like like Tyler was saying that hubris, like um, you know, deified entitlement thing with apocalypse that kind of means that he's not going to do. So he builds a sandcastle and then puts like a statue of himself on a throne in the sta- sandcastle. Well, he also had a statue of angels standing right That's there. That's true. <laughs> he had. He had had them all. He was nice enough to throw them a bone. <laughs> yeah, he clearly, very clearly didn't care about Angel. And Angel gets smoked big time, too. Gene's like, I don't give a shit. We're going to down this plane. Yeah. You're going to burn alive. And then uh, Apocalypse called him weak. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Didn't really care at all. Turns yeah. Out. And uh, made a statue. After all of that hunting for the most powerful the X-Men. better than you were. <laughs> yeah. He never even used his blade throwing ability, which I thought was like, well, that'll come. Oh, he no, he did, he did. But Gene was like, oh, block. Rocks. Yeah. 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 And then like, okay, I guess that's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did give give Gene a moment, which was kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. oh, they, we'll they see if that really does something. Foreshadowed the Phoenix but, thing. Yeah. yeah. That was rad. Yeah. As maybe the best moment was the Phoenix thing, although you mm-hmm. could see it coming. It was like she's gonna go Phoenix and beat him, and then yeah, they foreshadowed that when she's sleeping, and the they foreshadowed like that when she burning, showed up. Burning. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely. You can, I mean, but they played Jean like okay, so I I don't know how long they played her in the comics, but years where she was just a psychic. Did they not? They 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 did two things with her. They had her while when I think she wasn't psychic and was just telepathic or telekinetic. Is that, is well, no, no. One you can move objects, and one you can read uh, minds. Well, there's, okay, so there's, so there's sort of two realms there. Telepathic and telekinetic. Yeah, I, I yeah. consider psychic to be kind of all of that. Okay, fine. Well, then, Fair. yeah, yeah. That's pretty much where where she lies, and and I don't really know a lot about the older stuff, but then yeah, all the Phoenix stuff, which is actually supposed to be like a different entity possessing her, and not actually is, like yeah. a nature of her powers kind of thing. And then right. she's turned dark, and then it's dark Phoenix. Right, because yeah. she starts killing planets. Um, as one does yeah, yeah. why not uh, the but, but there is still like a sense that like you know aside from the phoenix stuff she's a quote unquote omega level power um, oh I like that which well that's why Mr. Sinister was almost all like omega red almost like omega red and I think <laughs> the summer's bloodline is supposed to be that too I think it's just based on power like you said you know cut your eyes open and you're constantly shooting eye beams mm-hmm. out that's a lot of power and it's, yeah. it's a lot yeah we're not talking about the physics of it yeah right. um <laughs> it would be training it would be i just i just think he's right disabled now. yeah it's possible or differently able to. so they gave him with a good good logic to make xavier bald here <laughs> i like that that it's like oh he's been drained of his uh you know he's in the transfer process whatever i kind of thought he was gonna like, i thought try, like keep some of the apocalypse yeah. powers i was kind of hoping i thought that. apocalypse was gonna get his hair that, well, that would be cool. rad. <laughs> yeah. 
Very cool. Show the final fight with just the wavy hair. just like... That would have been cool. That would have been awesome. Yeah. An apocalypse just every time you see him there after he's got this hair. <laughs> Miss, missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I don't know as much else to say, General. I think... That I... Okay. Magneto. Is there anywhere left they can go with him? Because basically... Nope. Like, we've seen him do just the most ridiculous stuff with his powers. Like, and with this one, he was manipulating the entire world. Like the polarity of the Earth at one point. Yeah, so there's like, as far as powers go, like, what else can he do? Like, drag another planet into this one? Like, it's kind of gotten, like... Thinking about powers is always an interesting thing that I do as an experiment for myself Mm -hmm. when I think about, like fantasy world you're like you're offered like hey you get you know com- writing for a comic book mm. and i was thinking about some interesting stuff for like gene or something like i feel like gene would really like movies and books because it's a moment she can escape into characters where she doesn't already know where they're going mm. and every other conversation she's ever having she'd be really bored like you give those people those qualities now and i'll get to magneto as, as best as i can ever think about it the way you would have to you'd have to make it interesting right you'd have to make it smaller i think because you've already gone so big so what's something small that ends up being profound and about you know well i mean the big thing is that basically he can control any person because people all have iron in their blood mm-hmm. uh, i've seen it next too yeah and so i mean someone who knows more about physics than i do like tyler could probably think of all kinds of interesting things that a character that can control magnetism could do that get way out of the realm of things we've ever thought about. Like maybe he could time travel because he could control it. I don't know, <laughs> or, or or whatever else. But but I mean, he, he manipulated the magnetic poles of the whole world, right. so everything was just floating through the air. And just... Yeah. Yeah. So I remember how like like maybe two minutes ago I said I'm not going to talk physics. Go for it. Yeah. I'm going to take a body <laughs> break while you do that. The, the magnetic field of the Earth is uh, about half a Gauss, which is Next to nothing. Okay. Yeah. It's like a usually like strong magnetic fields are, me- are they're measured in Teslas, which is ten thousand Gauss. So there's no there's oh my goodness there's nothing <laughs> there's <laughs> nothing that he could do with a magnetic field to create effects that strong. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. And so and and then again to be the stick in the mud with reality in a comic book movie, which is absurd. Uh, the magnetic fields magnetic fields aren't really they're not real fields they're a byproduct of electric fields and so they're they're actually just caused by moving charges and so they so a magnetic field that strong would have to be caused by enormous amounts of moving charges or charges moving enormously fast and the amount of energy required for that would be just astronomical so I don't know where he's getting it from right well theoretically he's having his power pumped up by uh, apocalypse apocalypse I'm fine with that I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> yeah. Space power. Maybe he is like a black hole or something. Yeah, the magneto powers are very problematic. But that, what I was saying, it's like where, like, theoretically, that, like, you, with a super-powered magnet, like, you couldn't go further than manipulating the Earth like that. To no. that scale. I feel like that would break the Earth apart. I mean, the Earth's magnetic field is... We're going to do that. The magnetic fields are, like, you know, if you you measure them from the source of the moving charge, and so 
it's half a gauss up here, but down near the core, where which is where all the moving charges are, presumably, we don't really know, but probably, uh, it's probably really fucking strong. Yeah. And so I can, I can see that, but I mean, there's no way to bring that kind of field up. In the last one, when he lifts the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was cool. Was yeah. I really wish cool. I could do that. But, like, I thought that was a good, like, limit for his powers. I was like, okay, that's really outlandish and really, <laughs> like, overpowered. I would be happy, like, if they'd say, like, right there, like, that's the limit of what he can do. Yeah, that was, that was odd that he's tearing the fucking planet apart. Right. But he's limited to throwing metal at yeah. <laughs> Right. Just like, we're just going to throw a lot it's of like metal at you. But, uh, it's problematic. The whole thing's problematic. It's always but problematic with superheroes. Now that I think about it, he wasn't even ramping up Magneto's powers because he doesn't do the thing like he does to the others. He like, gets the glowing eye and like, so you him. have so much to unlock. He was just like, here, feel the earth. Now, yeah, never thought to do that before. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, you know, there's a lot of metal in that, right? Yeah, it's like there's... some hippie nonsense. Yeah, I know yeah. he was just spoke spiritually to him. It's like a toth with a metal with a metal bending. Right. Well, that made a lot of sense at that point. That made a lot of sense. That was the big conclusion to season two, which was the Empire Strikes Back of Avatar. That was. <laughs> that whole minute was good. That was good. So yeah, just the Magneto thing, like because they're gonna bring him back as a villain at some point because ultimately he is the greatest x-men villain he plays best when he's in that antagonistic role that's mm -hmm. not necessarily the villain i think I, like, like 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 it adds extra complication to the story but then that does end up getting difficult in terms of like putting all the pieces together because i'd say he hasn't been the primary villain he wasn't the primary villain in x2 uh, he was a primary villain in X3 and in X1, mm -hmm. um, but that was it, pretty much. I mean, in, in uh, First Class, he wasn't, and in Future Past, mm -hmm. he kind of wasn't until, t like, driven to it right at the end. Mm -hmm. Days of Future Past was, again, that's another, that one was weird, too, because they're like, we need him to stop this, and then he immediately turns bad, right? <laughs> and he did nothing to help them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was just like, I had a bad acid trip, and I just can't. Oh she just, just left him, oh. Although, yeah. Also, did they keep the Sentinels around? Yeah, that was, that those was are the like, Sentinels at the end of... Yeah, it was like, these are the things that will eventually kill all the mutants. Let's keep a few around. Hmm? The Sentinels is stupid, though. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, okay, so you have these it was mutants... Like they're training. They're you, well, no, for the training, I get it, but like the idea of the Sentinels is just like, giant robots are going to be what really can take down mutants that have all kinds of crazy powers that can like you knock its leg out and it just falls over well, if it's always sentinels, a sniper rifle that kills it kills if anything yeah. if there are sentinels like in the last one well that? that was nimrod that was the like infused oh, sentinel Jesus. with that had uh, from the future that had mystique yeah, powers those were get, like insane yeah, like that if they great. could develop those yeah Right. But the ones in like the comics and cartoons and whatnot are just big stupid robots. Yeah, there was Master Mold. It's like, I do not kill because I do not fear. <laughs> well, what's his face? Rhodes. Rhodes piloted a Sentinel for a bit, too, in the comics. Old Rhodey. You mean War Machine? Yeah. Rhodey? Hmm. Yeah. Piloted one? Yeah. When he had a falling out with Tony Stark, and they're like, you're a good robot pilot. Pilot this thing. Right. I didn't realize that any of them had pilots. They don't, for the most part. But you know. <laughs> no, no, they, they, they did have some that had people in them. 
at some point. I think even in the cartoon they had that. In well, the cartoon they definitely had that. Right. There was like a, a really big one that had a pilot. But for the most part, they were like the primary guys that the X-Men beat up on because they didn't want them like killing anybody. So It's the Samurai like, Jack thing. Yep. Yeah, just beat up a bunch of robots. Kill them robots. He kills a lot of robots and they <laughs> have feelings. Yeah. Well, they, they do in episode 50 of Samurai Jack. If you've yes, seen episode 50, that's a really good episode. <laughs> there will be new episodes of Samurai Jack. <laughs> that will be good. Um, okay, final thoughts on Days of uh, X-Men, whichever one this one is. Uh, X-Men, Age, Age, of, Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> is that what it was called? Days of... Age, Age of Apocalypse, I think. Uh, Days yeah. of First Apocalypses. Nah, yeah. <laughs> so many Apocalypses. eclipses. First Days of Apocalypse. First Days of Apocalypse Past. <laughs> First and last day. Tyson, final thoughts, final um, conclusions. Star, star it was, rating. It was slow. I thought for a lot of it in the action. Really? Yeah, like Whoa. I've had a hard time like getting into it for a long time because I was like, this is just. Uh, I don't really care about Apocalypse. He's not that interesting. That guy. He's kind of just this nebulous force that wants to see the world burn for you know because he doesn't like it. Um, it doesn't have much character or motivation. So and like. There are villains, like, I always measure things against, like, Heath Ledger's Joker, because I think that's the best villain we've seen in a movie. Harsh. And, like, Heath Ledger's Joker, like, every time he's on screen, it's like, oh my god, what's he gonna do? This, he's such an amazing character. Like, it was, he had me transfixed. And obviously not every character is going to be on that scale, but Apocalypse, I felt, was a lot like Ultron, where he was like, just kind of, just a big bad, just for the sake of having one. Where the real action and intrigue were in all the characters around him. But yeah, I would give this movie maybe like a two. It was slow, and just had like lots of, left me with a lot of questions, and I didn't care about the villain, and I kind of always knew that they would just find a way to beat him. And I didn't really feel like they were in any danger. He never killed any main characters. He, yeah, it was, it was just weird. <laughs> now it's your turn. Mm-hmm. I do feel like he was there just to help the characters develop. Like he was just kind of a platform, and he thought he was badass, but he was pretty weak compared to them like there had been so much time he didn't have teamwork on his side and (laughs) they maybe weren't with him a hundred percent they were like yeah sure you sound cool and then they kind of were like actually you kind of suck yeah it didn't take much for like storm or anybody to like turn against him sway Mm -hmm. um i felt like to me the movie felt long but i felt like they tried to cram a lot of stuff in there but also reaching to other movies and other references via comic books or whatever, which I didn't, you know, I haven't read them or anything, so I don't know, but they were trying to pull a lot of pieces together, so it was a lot of stuff crammed into a movie, and to me it felt overstimulating because I felt like there were things I was missing, like, oh, I didn't read the comic books, so I don't know about this other stuff, or... I don't know. I didn't like the first other movies. I didn't think they were that great, but these ones were interesting. Um, maybe the way they were filmed was a little bit better. 
but this last one I didn't feel was as good as the other two I saw in the last couple of days. Like it was like, meh. Mm -hmm. You've got a lot of like textural, visual stimuli, but you're not really like giving me a lot of stuff. It's like no substance. There's no substance to it, it whatsoever. Kind of felt and, like a movie in the vein of the original three. And like some of it was interesting, but it just yeah, like I wouldn't say that it was an amazing movie. I had fun watching it, but mm. I mean, I might give it a three because I do like that texture. But um, there wasn't like it just felt like it was setting up for another movie. Like, it didn't feel like there was anything else there. Like, oh, you've developed these characters slightly, and we know that we're somewhere between the 70s and the 2000s. <laughs> so it was kind of all over, but it, it was kind of kind of mm -hmm. a little middle, a little gravy for something else. Yeah. I don't know. Three? Three. Three. I like that term, gravy for something else. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's good. That's pretty good. I mean, it's kind of wrong though, because like the gravy would be the good part, I do and like you're gravy. and you're almost like saying like this is more like the mashed potatoes for something it's else's gravy. I don't know, but Tyler makes really good mashed potatoes, so yeah. it's hard oh. to say. So you don't need so the gravy. Like, then. You can't so just it's like eat gravy by itself. It. No, that's true. Should. Right. Yeah. You should. Eat so you're saying that you like the itself. texture so much. I there were there were neat visuals. It was a good sizzle, but no it steak. And so. yeah. It's quite the opposite to Tyson's frosting on the cake. He just likes the frosting. Yeah. Right. Right. Fuck that cake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It, was, it just seemed like a platform for them to get some stuff out of the way. Yeah, it almost felt like a movie that they had to make, not that they should have made. Yeah. And there was a lot of back and forth. The Magneto stuff is just kind of... There's good in him. <laughs> Eric, there's good in you. There's, I'm getting really sick of him. Telling what are you? Yeah, Magneto. <laughs> there's good in you. There's good Pick in you. Pick a here. side. Yeah. I know we have dark. Yeah. Light. Don't be defined by your pain. <laughs> Come on. There's good in you. <laughs> How is like, your shit more uh, intense than anyone else's? Yeah. Especially that you inflict on others. Like, mm -hmm. come on. Tylor. Yeah. It was fine. I liked it. <laughs> I did like it. I didn't like it as much as the other two. The other two, the first one was um, it was cool because it was in the Cuban Missile Crisis, which is a you know an era that you don't get to see much. Right. It's kind of neat. And the second one was well, actually probably the best. <laughs> Weirdly enough, even though they tried to bring both universes together, but you know the the cool new Sentinels were awesome and the old Sentinels were awesome and Magneto was a good. I thought he was a good villain in that. Um, infuriating again that he they, they broke him out to help them and he did not help them at all I still don't understand what the point of that was Wolverine is in the second one yeah a lot a lot I guess none of those characters see him in this one I was trying to uh, yeah no none of them yeah so he's introduced only to the new X-Men yeah mm -hmm. huh that's kind of funny though, you know, now that you mention it, <laughs> that is kind of funny that none, you know, it, at no point in the course of talking to the people that they had rescued, the, the, the new kids were like, oh yeah, you know, they're like, oh, we had this we guy. did it mostly by ourselves, except for with this dude who murdered everyone in this installation, <laughs> we don't want to talk about him, you know, it's yeah. kind, of, kind of a point of interest, I don't know, the dude with metal hands and, you know, it seems to be invincible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. You know, yeah, that's pro that's problematic as well. 
Huh. <laughs> well, they didn't have a lot of time at that moment. It's possible they talk about it later and in, into the 90s and they go looking for him, but they're so desperate to connect it to the first one that they're going to like, no Wolverine in the next one. I, I think the next Wolverine movie is supposed to be Jackman's last one is Wolverine. Yeah. I think then they they'll just do try a, to get Wolverine into every... X-Men maybe they'll movie. make the female Wolverine that they've got in the comics now uh, be the new Wolverine then. Deathstrike or whatever? No, that's... that. Uh, Lady Deathstroke? No. She's got the... Mag- the that, fingers, that's fingers, not yeah. what I'm talking that's about. That's his girlfriend. That's... Uh, <laughs> Yoshiko? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Silver Samurai's daughter, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So, that was... Okay, so... Okay. Actually, well, okay. While we're on Wolverine, real quick. <laughs> the Wolverine in Days of Future Past, where he just says, fuck off, and that's it. That's an amazing... That's a good Wolverine. So, wait, he was in that one... Or sorry, yeah, first class. He was in first class. Yeah, yeah. and then they just like, and then in the second one because him. he comes back in time, and then in the third mm-hmm. one because he was being turned into Weapon X. Yes. So does that mean then the first one he wasn't yet Weapon X? No, he just had bone claws. He just had bone claws at that point. Yep. yep. That was really weird. It's very weird. How many, like they pass keep crossing. But that is fantastic. How he just says fuck off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay, back to the, the apocalypse. I really, I, I really liked, I really liked apocalypse. I, I thought a lot of the. Had problems. Well, I like a good villain that just grandstands, <laughs> and he did that. I mean, he's like, oh, like oh, they did. a lot of people like you know like Ian likes relatable Magneto, who's a villain, but you know you can see his motivations. But uh, just I every now and again, you just want a bad guy. It's a bad guy. Bad guy, and he was just a. There was nothing likable about him. <laughs> yeah, <He did> not, <laughs> there was nothing I want. It's just like, oh man, we can obliterate this dude, and sure enough, he got obliterated, and it felt pretty good. So three, I give it a three. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm a three as well. I didn't expect a lot from it, and it kind of almost underserved that because maybe I I hoped still for a few things. I knew it was going to be a lot of moving parts, but they've done a decent job of being successful with the moving parts in most of the X Men movies. Even the Last Stand, it still, it wasn't an issue that it was too many characters necessarily. Um, yeah, it's just it's just tough to get to get that dialed in right. And when you really think about all they did, you're like, oh, I really didn't do all that much. <laughs> and oh, really. but so I don't know where I stand with all these comic book things. If I'm just starting to get serious comic book fatigue or action sequence fatigue or or what? I mean, I feel like watching Captain America three. I still appreciated those earlier action sequences. I think it's more that. I think it's more like if it's a simpler. Well, you know, yeah, not like, you know, all like 90% CGI city right. falling apart around you while people are doing quadruple backflips and flying through the air right. with, laser, that humans can be with laser well. swords. Yeah, but like a, like, like a guy kicks well, through a door and slides down the door on the stairs punching somebody. Uh, and then, you know what I mean? Like this. Well, the, the, yeah. Rube, Rube, <laughs> the kind of Rube Goldberg bit of humor slash like choreography of a fight. In terms of set pieces, I like. That's what I was saying. I felt like it was like in the vein of the original three X Men because that was like all cities blowing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just very CGI. Yeah, CGI backflips all over the place. Yeah, and 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 that kind of is the problem with X Men because it is always going to be like the most comic booky in terms of you got to have a lot of people fighting at once, kind of kind of thing. so I don't know. Maybe maybe they're not as maybe they just don't translate. You know, as a, as a kid reading the comics in the '90s, that worked, and now trying to watch a movie of that as an adult, it uh, doesn't quite work as well. Like I said, it's still a three out of five because most of these mov- movies have been enjoyable enough. I didn't feel like it was overlong. Um, 
I don't know how long it actually factually was though. It's like two hours, ten minutes. It seemed like. Okay. Check my watch. It was, right. Yeah. Right. Because they always get you with those trailers. You go in, you know what time it starts, but then the trailers are yeah, on, then and then another trailer, and then another trailer. So, see. Oh, but right. That better not happen ever again. I do not need one of the actors at preempting the movie by telling me how much everybody worked on it and enjoy it. Like, fuck and, off. Like, the experience of watching it is not going to be anywhere near the experience of being in it. Like, like I hope the experience is just as rewarding for you. It's like, it's not going to be. No. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> get a really huge paycheck at the end of this. Yeah. Also, this was in my life for a year. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't know what the motivation for that is. If it's just straight up, like, anti-piracy stuff, just trying to make people feel, like, guilty about, like, no, watching I, I was torrents. thinking of that, too. It's like, it's they're going away from, like, stop being a criminal to... Thank you for supporting us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for supporting us. And look at all these people, you know? Like, mm -hmm. let's show no. let's show all the below-the-line people they're, that, like, they're just trying to, to feed, the, feed you into it now. Feed their families because of that's, movie making. That's exactly yeah. what it is, the yeah. feed their families thing. It's like, a, like you know, when, like, a like a garbage man, like, dumps your fucking garbage everywhere, and they're like, hey, man, you dump my garbage everywhere. And like, oh, I'm sorry. I go through 200 garbage cans, a, you know, a day. And that's yeah. And like, yeah, but that's your fucking job. Don't dump my garbage everywhere. <laughs> It, yeah. But I got a family. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you're lazy. Okay. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. That's a good way to end the X Men comic <laughs> story. Fucking garbage everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs>